Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to the SBS Sports Talk Show presented by the Sports Business Society at UVA. I'm Michael Rockless, along with my co-host, Mike Popper, and we have our producer and officer of technology, Will Harden, with us as well. He's going to hop on and talk some college football playoff with us. Also, we have our other main segments. As always, make sure you listen to this at 1.5 times speed. Hit it. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. So we have a pretty packed show uh, this week. So, Mike, go right into it with your read. All right, so my read is the epitome of a read option. Run. Um, talking about the New Orleans Saints as on track to be one of the best running back tandems in history of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Um, talks 538 article goes into a little bit of the statistics about the most prolific uh, tandems in NFL history, the most being, you know, Walter Payton and some fullback named Harper that he can- carried along, to- along with him. But basically they're on pace to be the second most prolific um, in history, and that's with them splitting carries at the beginning before four weeks with Adrian Peterson. So Yeah, that's my initial reaction is that this was supposed to be Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, and and it's been, obviously, once they traded Adrian Peterson, they've been off the charts good, especially those two guys and the Saints as a team. But that's really amazing. And I mean, you look at this, you watch the Saints play. I think Ingram had three touchdowns this week. Mm-hmm. Kamara is an electric player. Um, it's really, I mean, this is kind of shocking to think. I don't know like you put you know the uh you know these Chicago guys are the ones rated higher by 538's metric and I guess one of the other like dual thousand yard tandems was like Fred Taylor and Maurice Jones Drew on Jacksonville but I mean this is a really good and then you also have the old D'Angelo Williams Jonathan Stewart tag team days from Carolina back in 2009 um but I mean they just look they look good man the Saints I thought they were kind of a fluke up until four straight then they started you know, really just piling it on teams without the passing game. I mean, they don't even need Drew Brees. Crazy statistic. What was, was this is the they, one? They where... ran the ball on 24 straight plays in the Bills. That was the longest and the, the most in an NFL game since the Giants called 26 straight runs in a 1989 <laughs> win. What a throwback there. I, I know they had one drive, I guess 24 straight runs this week. One drive was like 90 yards. All uh, runs. How, I don't know how many plays. And they just ran, and the last run was, of course, Drew Brees scrambling it in for the touchdown. They had to get those points somehow. Yeah, but it's amazing. I mean, this is the New Orleans Saints. This is the best uh, passing attack, you know, statistically, obviously. not the. It's not like they're the best team or anything over this stretch of time, but, I mean, it's been the best passing attack since Brees has been in New Orleans. I mean, in, in the history of the NFL, yeah. the, the yardage and the touchdowns that they've put up and Brees' consistency with Sean Payton calling plays for them, you know, to completely 180 to this round game is remarkable. And they have two excellent guys to do that with. Well, I mean, and now you're looking back on the on the Brandon Cooks trade and you're thinking, well, this has been the plan all along. You know, they got rid of Brandon Cooks because they thought they had something in Michael Thomas. 
Uh, he's kind of underperformed, but it's more he's of an, it's a product of them not throwing the ball. And, you know, maybe this has been Sean Payton's plan from the beginning of this year, once they signed AP, was to, you know, just ground and pound teams. Um, and maybe he saw something in the defense, you know, that, that we didn't. Because nobody expected their defense to be this good. Yeah, they've. I mean, it's a great story all around with the Saints. Uh, we might get to them later when we do a little NFL talk um, at the end. But, I mean, this is a team, you know, they trade Brandon Cooks, as you said, for a late first-round pick, which they turned into an offensive lineman. They had a first-round, their first first-round pick was on Marshawn Lattimore, who's, like, legitimately a top, like, five corner, if not better, in the NFL, like, already as a rookie. And I think um, what people have said is their draft class has been the best one in terms of contributing this year, which really isn't that surprising that they're 7-2 and two and they don't even use Drew Brees, who's an all-time quarterback. Yeah. All right, Mike, what do you got for me? So, on Wednesday night, Max Scherzer was awarded his third Cy Young in his entire career. He has now won in two different leagues, one with the Tigers, two of the last three years with the Washington Nationals. And the ESPN article is called, well, is Max Scherzer an all-time great pitcher? I think they're, they're trying to emphasize he should be in that conversation. He's had an amazing run with the Nats, going back to when he got to Detroit and really started to put things together. And he's really putting himself in that Hall of Fame elite category. Yeah, I mean, ever since I've heard of him, the man has been, you know, straight up dominant, and especially in, in the NL, you know, since he got to Washington. Um, and just to look at this last year, it was dominant. A 177 ERA plus, you know, his, his whip at, at .902, which is insanely low. Am I correct there? Yeah. Right. And just to see somebody put that kind of dominance in two different leagues is pretty rare. You know, to you like you, you see sometimes pitchers, you know, dominate a league like, you know, um when you're able to switch it up and show that you're able to, you know, pitch in both leagues, that's pretty impressive. Facing different hitters, exactly. managing I guess in the American League it's obviously harder with the DH, but yeah. So so I mean, put this in perspective for me though, like how how impressive is winning three Cy Youngs? It's really impressive. We've seen guys like uh, Tim Lincecum won back-to-back years. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys who may have you know, fizzled out after they won a couple at their peaks. But, I mean, the three-time winners really seems like that echelon of being an all-time great pitcher. Um, looking at the names who are on the list, it's Roger Clemens and Randy Johnson and Greg Maddox and Kershaw, obviously, and Koufax and Jim Palmer. I mean, these and Pedro Martinez, shout-out to the Red Sox. These are really, really... I know all those Those names. Exactly. That's the point. Is And Max Scherzer is now the 11th guy to join that category. Um, really impressive stuff for him. Um, obviously watching him a lot, you know, me being from D.C. and I like to watch the Nationals. Come on, he's, short. He, yeah, it, unfortunately, he didn't pitch well in the playoff game. But, I mean, he's a lot of fun to watch. Strikes out a lot of guys. Plays with a lot of passion. Um, he's really just become an excellent pitcher and a great signing for them. But props to him and Kluber on the other side for winning. Yeah, so I've got, you know, another a two-part question for you here, Michael. A, do you see him keeping this kind of production up? And B, what does he need to do? Or is he an all-time great? Sorry, three-part. Is he an all-time great? Wow. And three, mix it up there for you. What does he need to do to be an all-time great if the answer to the previous question was no? So the first question is, can he keep this up? I remember, and we'll try and do this quickly so we can move on, but I remember when they first signed him, he, you know, he's 30 years old, and the track record of pitchers signing seven-year deals um, is not very good. And that was the worry when he came in. He's been excellent. Now he's he's continued that excellence into you know his three seasons with the Nationals. I'd be inclined to say 
he's going to keep it up. Probably not at this level. I mean, that's almost an unrealistic thing to say because he's been this good for this long and he throws hard and he's not, um, he doesn't always go the deepest in the games, especially back to Detroit. But I'm inclined to think he's going to remain an elite pitcher, maybe not pick up his fourth Cy Young because that's almost a random fluky thing. Is he an all-time great? He's he's very, very good. Uh, Kershaw in his same era, same era is obvious, is a better pitcher. Um, there's other guys like maybe a Justin Verlander, but even at this point, he might he, he might have surpassed he, he might have surpassed Verlander, um, who's former teammate in Detroit, of course. So I mean, you're looking at him of the guys post Maddox, post Clemens, post Pedro Martinez, post Randy Johnson. He might be number two behind Clayton Kershaw. Um, does that put him at an all-time great? I mean, probably not all-time, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. So great run for Max Scherzer. Congrats to him. Congrats to Kluber, and we'll be finding about finding out about those MVPs shortly. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah, I know you can't. <laughs> Once you drop the mic. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, you know a team close to home and then a general landscape. UVA, Wahoos, and basketball this time. So we've talked a lot about the football team. Now we're going to talk about the uh, Tony Bennett squad. 2-0 on the young season. Play at a low, uh, neutral site Friday against VCU. Against, against VCU and right. then a couple other soft games until we face Wisconsin in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, I know we both went to the first game against um, UNC Greensboro. Not a terrible team. Frustrating. And then we blew the doors off of Austin P. Um, my initial reaction, I would say I'm not the most optimistic about this season. Obviously, in the context of really high expectations for this team since we've been here. You know, this is our yeah. third year. One elite eight appearance as a one seed, which should have been, should've been, should've been, should've been further four. than that. And then last year, we were ranked the whole season. We got blown out. That was then. just bad. Yeah, but, but we were ranked the whole right, season. But... This team, I don't know if they'll be worse than last year, but this is definitely far. what it looks like far from the team that we, we saw our first year. Yeah, I mean, so we kind of talked about this a little bit, and it's just they don't have the guy. You know, Kyle, they Kyle guy. They have a but guy. They don't have the guy. You know, they don't have the, the at least last year, you know, you could give it to London and be like, okay, I'm like kind of comfortable he's going to get us a bucket. Who do you go to now? Uh, there's nobody on this team that I, that I would be comfortable. 30 seconds left. We need to either A, put away a ba- the buck, put away the game, or B, get a bucket. I don't know who I'm going to there. And the offense isn't a good enough offense. You know, to, to free up shooters, and that's where well, I think not we're going to run high exactly. and that's it's... where I think we're going to run into trouble. I agree with you. I I mean, obviously throwing up ninety some points against Austin P looks good. I mean, but you're going to get what you want against a team like that, exactly. which surprisingly they were not able to do against UNC Greensboro. I mean, that's a twelve point win at home. You know, albeit to start your season, you know, you're still figuring things out. I know it took you know them a long time to figure out what they wanted to do um, last year and even the year before. Um, but no, I completely agree with you. I think Kyle Guy is going to be relied upon to score a lot early in games, but really at the end of the game, I'm not confident that he can get what he wants off the dribble in an ISO situation. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't feel that way about Devin Hall, and I haven't seen Ty Jerome um, play well through you know the early two games when he was supposed to take a big a big leap. So there are some big question marks with this team, but pack line defense will keep them in it for I mean, the most part. I wonder if that guy will turn into Nigel Johnson. He looked explosive. He looked like he's got he's got the speed to, to get to the basket to the hoop, but does he have the shot you know to create his own? He's small. Yeah, I like Nigel Johnson kind of as that six man off the bench. I don't think I like him. Um, you know, maybe he could be in that best lineup at end at the end of the game, but I don't like looking to Nigel Johnson to put games away. But you never know. You almost feel like it's either Devin Hall, who's you know senior on the team. Um, he's been around every year. You know, he's contributed 
it's either him and he's playing well and he's just a solid player, or it's going to be like a Kyle guy really maturing and just he. I I think potentially just watching how he's a pretty confident player. Yeah. Watching him play, it, it's not out of the the realm of possibility that he puts up you know a solid fifteen to twenty plus points a game. I mean he's going to be firing away and he's yeah. really got a great shot. Yeah, I mean, or you you know you can even go low to 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 uh, Isaiah, but he just. He doesn't really inspire anything when he's in the post. Yeah, well, well, none of the big men do, but... No, but when you throw it back to, like, when we were first years and they had the really good team, they they uh, they had Anthony Gill, who you could throw the right. ball to in the post and get a, a nice-o bucket there. And then another guy, Will, really wants us to talk about, uh, Jay Huff, kind of the fan favorite, maybe taking over for the Mike Toby, tall, white guy, plays in the perimeter. Skinny has poop, though. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, Jay Huff, offensively, he's not going to be your go-to guy to get no. a bucket. I mean, no. and is he even going to be able to be on the defense. floor and get to ACC? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, just kind of wanted to talk about them. Additionally, some good college basketball games last night. Always appreciate, you know, the Dukes and Michigan States and Kentuckys and Kansases of the world going out and playing each other. So two good it's games good from see. that. College basketball needed some good games. Yeah, good to see them. Off-season drama yeah, that happened. Yeah, do that uh, last night. Yeah, the off-season drama of uh, Angelo Ball. No, I'm, I'm more talking about the you know the scandal that happened. Oh, uh, Rick Pitino. That's Rick probably Pitino. a more important. It's a much more important. Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right, we'll keep it with basketball. Um, and Mike, drop the mic for me. Yeah. So I got you, you know, some fresh beef in the NBA. LeBron James took on the entire city of New York. You know, it's all started when he he called out Frank Nikolukadikuna for Frankie Smokes, Frankie, Frankie Nicky, Frank, Frank the Tank. Um. You know, didn't call him out directly, but took a shot at 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 uh, what's his face, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson for not drafting Dennis Smith Jr. The entire Knicks team took that as a shot at Frank, especially Enos. Especially Cannon. Enos Cannon. You get to the game, there's a lot of back and forth. Within the first half, LeBron dunks it down the, goes down the lane for the dunk. Nikola goes for the ball, <laughs> plow tries to plow through LeBron James. <laughs> he can't do it. Right? Enos Cantor comes out of nowhere and starts trying to fight with LeBron James. And then you're missing the story. They get the tack on LeBron. Knicks go up 23. And tack. then LeBron just absolutely brings the Cavs back from the dead. Engineers a 23-point third-slash-fourth quarter comeback. Hits the step-back J over Christoph Porzingis. Then posts on Instagram, I'm the king of New York, you're welcome. Interesting. You know, LeBron, it's so, it's so funny how this guy who... We want to hold on this pedestal of all-time great, which is very deserved, and he's a top two, three, whatever two. player of all time. Two. Why is he getting into you know scrappy fights with the lowly New York New York Knicks? Like I I don't I get think, what he's so, what he's doing. Well, so like I mean, it's a Phil Jackson. shot. It's a Phil Jackson shot because of the, the comment he made the about posse comment. I mean, we don't have to get into it, but it's more of. He's taking a shot at Phil, but he's doing it at the wrong time. Phil's no longer there. There's no reason to drag a rookie into it. But, you know, I'll be damned if I don't love some beef in the NBA. It makes the regular season a little more exciting. Probably the only thing that makes the regular season in the NBA exciting. Well, I'm, I was genuinely excited to watch a New York Knicks-Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I mean, game. I, granted, I'm a LeBron fan, so I watch a lot of his games. But there are people out there who, would, who went out of their way to watch that game because of the beef. I didn't even know about the beef until it happened. But, you know, the funny thing is the NBA gets this good, kind of good buzz, storyline, rivalry, whatever you want to call it. They don't play each other until the last two games of the season. So now it's on hiatus um, for we'll a while. We'll go start some more. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. LeBron and his uh, his online social media stuff, he seems to be picking fights 
left and right. Interesting behavior from someone who's as established as he is. But anyways, all right, we're going to move on into our first main topic of the night. We're going to be talking a little college football playoff breakdown. One of the things I want to say before we start this, I, I may have said it last week, I just love college football playoff debate. There's so many, some of the best time of the year. It really is. They do these rankings once a week for a couple weeks before they do the final ones after all the conference championship games. And just the the scenarios, the alternatives, who gets in, the debate, the the set, the pre uh, early season schedule, just all those things, the conferences. There's so much to talk about. So that's why we're bringing Will on. Um, He's going to talk college football with us and just go over this because I think there's a lot of ways to go with this. Um, so just to start, Will, I know one of the bones you wanted to pick is the committee putting the Clemson Tigers with one loss at number two, almost like they want Alabama and Clemson to play again. Yeah, I just don't really understand that. I mean, Miami, as of recently, has looked better than Clemson. Clemson, granted, they looked great at the beginning of the year before they lost to Syracuse. Um, like, they beat Auburn, who was probably a different team earlier than they are now. They beat Louisville, who was... They had game, Louisville's they had, trash. They had game day when they played Louisville, um, who's actually bad, who's bad now. But Miami, just the way they beat Tech, the way they destroyed Notre Dame, who many people were really, really high on. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, I was just, I that's the biggest surprise for me. I mean, you go out, Miami goes out, beats a top three. They were destroys them. They, they, what, they won 44 to 8? Something like that. Something like that. They, won, they absolutely took Notre Dame, squashed them. And you only ranked them at third? Undefeated through a pretty tough ACC schedule so far? Same ACC general schedule that... Uh, that Clemson's that, But now Clemson did have the out-of-conference game against Auburn, mm-hmm. which but is now, a really good win. And, but their loss, well, Kelly Bryant was hurt when they, they lost. Yeah, he got hurt in the first half. And that's half. still just an embarrassing loss. That's that a bad loss. But, you know, the amazing thing is they can survive it because they just went out and they're going to get in as the number two team. But Miami is really the story here. It's kind of surprising that they aren't number two. I mean, granted, it was a home game against Notre Dame. But, I mean, to win as emphatically as they did, I mean, is a huge, huge sign. Um, they do have a tough game this weekend. The uh, the Hoos are traveling down <laughs> Oh, to you South know we're going to give them a run for their money. Yeah, so, I mean, that I mean, it's looking like Miami and Clemson are going to square off as, you know, the second and third teams when they play in that ACC championship game, assuming everything holds. Interesting, of course, we mentioned, um, we talked about Auburn when we were referencing Clemson. Auburn, home game, blows the doors off of Georgia, who is number one. Now you're looking at a scenario where Alabama, I think they have to play at Auburn this year. Huge game. Does mm-hmm. Alabama get, if they lose that game, did they get into the playoff? Well, here's the thing. If they lose that game, they're not Auburn's play- in the SEC championship. And so Alabama's really? done. Yeah, yeah. because Oh, yeah. Because and of so- the tiebreak. I mean, oh, you're, you're who, looking, who did Auburn lose to in conference? Um, LSU, LSU Close. by okay. four. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they blew a lead in that game. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so if Auburn, so but then get this: if Auburn gets into the SEC championship game, then loses to Georgia. Georgia's Georgia's, Georgia's in. getting in. Does Alabama? Sneak Does in? Auburn? I don't think what happens. Does just, Alabama get in? That's the real question. I just question. don't think Alabama gets in unless they win the SEC championship. Because You're saying even if they they lose in the SEC Looking at their schedule, okay, they beat LSU, they beat Mississippi State. If they beat Auburn, that'll be a good win. But they beat they Auburn, be, they're in. They yeah, beat so Auburn, they beat in. Auburn, they're in. Yeah. Um. So I think if they make, as long as they make the SEC championship, I think they're in. Um. But the I mean, Florida State win. The really interesting thing with Alabama is they scheduled Florida State mm-hmm. beginning of the season. They were ranked first. Florida State ranked third, and that was kind of the setup 
of, okay, we can right. afford to lose this game early, and if we win, it's going to be a huge, you know, star on our on our um, resume. No, Florida State is But awful. Florida State is a terrible... I mean, they, mm-hmm. Francois played most of the game against Alabama, and it wasn't like his injury was the reason they lost. But Florida State, if you were just looking at, you know, a team and yeah. comparing... A, that is not an impressive win whatsoever based on, you know, a strength of schedule and anything like that. So I think Alabama, with no other really impressive wins on the schedule, I mean... You know, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, State that, that game bad. went down to the wire, though. Mm-hmm. Way down mm-hmm. to the wire. They could have lost that game. They they will need to beat Auburn to get in. Now, if Alabama wins against Auburn and then Georgia beats Alabama, could you see both those teams getting in? I think that's an interesting I both, debate. I think both those teams get but in. That, I but think, well, see, I think it would depend on what happens with everyone else. conferences. So who, if Wisconsin, Big Ten's not going to get a team unless Wisconsin wins out. If we, if we, yeah, right. That, so that's the only way. What about Ohio State, though? In. What? No See, way, Ohio. No, State. here's but here's why I love talking about this. Ohio State, they if they beat Michigan, that gets them. And I don't think Michigan's ranked Mi- right Mi- now. Michigan, Michigan's twenty four. Yeah. So if they beat Michigan, they go into the Big Ten t- championship game. They're ranked ninth right now. A couple other dominoes fall. They would leap Notre Dame. They would leap an SEC team probably, and then they would leap Wisconsin because they would beat an undefeated Wisconsin team. There are pieces in place where I think Ohio State could sneak in as number four. They'd probably need an Oklahoma to lose, but that's probably it. If Oklahoma loses, then you could have Ohio State in because they'd be beating Wisconsin, and you would have an SEC team and an ACC team, and that's three teams. They would be in probably at number three. I mean, how crazy is that to say? In that that situation, just do both ACC teams make it. Could there be? That's well, is there a chance? Uh... Miami, who would have to win that game for I think both? Miami, I think Miami has to win for both you, ACC see, teams. I so you think, think a two-loss Clemson? Yeah, I would think it's the I other, think sorry, it's the no, other I, way around. No, I think I think that Miami, if Miami loses, they're gone. They're, they're done. Even uh, though they yeah. would have Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, who's unranked right now. That's fantastic, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and now Oklahoma, is they're a... Uh, a one-loss team. They, they beat Ohio State, of course, which is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they lost at home to Iowa State. Um, I, I mean, Oklahoma probably, they may be able to survive another loss better than a Clemson or Miami. Right, because they're, they're pretty much a shoe in for the Big 12 championship. Right, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. The thing I, is, is, I don't think Oklahoma's a threat. Their offense threat is great. to what? To, to, the, to any to, other team? To any other team that's going to make the, the CFB. They just, their, their defense is historically bad. I think, uh, Miami OU matchup would be very interesting. That would be interesting. Offense versus defense. Exactly. And Miami's offense isn't necessarily Great. spectacular. Yeah. yeah. And you have the Heisman going up against turnover chain mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a I good think matchup. That'd be, the, the fans would enjoy that. Ooh, just imagine in Alabama, Miami, Oklahoma, and like throwing anyone else you Clemson. want. Ohio State no, maybe sneaking in. Al- Clemson, Alabama in round the one. Semifinals? They can get some good options here. I, looking kind of downrange, is there anyone outside of the top, the teams we've mentioned? So Ohio State and then Georgia on up, which includes Auburn, Wisconsin, and all the other teams we've been mentioning. Is there anyone else that even has a chance? Like, does a UCF at 9 and 0 have a chance? They're at 15 right They've now. They got a leapfrog. No. They would oh, they no. need a lot of help. But what about like. A non power five is not going to make it unless. They're good like from the, the start. What I think is. Is two two years in a row. You basically have to go undefeated two years in a row for a non-power five. Yeah, you, you have one to of those start old Boise State. Teams. Exactly. Yeah, you need to start in like the top 
15 yeah, or so, yeah. so that you can keep jumping teams. Almost like USF did, USF did if they had yeah, lost. Yeah, and that's, so that's going to be a problem for them. Um, and UCF is actually playing USF uh, either this week or next week. Okay, so that could be a good win for them. Um, but just looking down, I mean, it looks like we've kind of whittled it down to maybe seven or eight teams. A lot of different directions it could go. Um, doesn't look like a Pac-12 team is going to get in, but we might get a double ACC. We might get a double um, SEC and who knows what, you know, Notre Dame could hang around, Ohio State, obviously. Um, so it'll be interesting. I always love talking college football playoff. We'll probably um, hit come what, circle back weeks? to that. Well, I think there's, what, three more weeks because we got two more regular mm-hmm. season two more and then, then the conference right, so championship. Rival- when's rivalry week? That's Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. not this week, the week after. Oh, right. It's yeah. always over Thanksgiving. It's always over That's Thanksgiving. A dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move on to an NFL topic, have a little fun. So I don't all know. All of you OG listeners yeah, will appreciate this. Yeah, the uh, the all, listeners all who have been with us since day two, not day one. Um, we made before the season had started ten one sentence NFL predictions, five each. We're gonna revisit those, um, and we're just gonna critique each other. Um, one of us, one of them is held better than the other. That's all I'll say. But one of the one of them had more outlandish picks than the other or just dumber picks i i to be honest outlandish well you'll see you'll you'll one see of, one of them is yeah it, outlandish it, now because no, you were one just of them, wrong one of them so. you know took took a, the opportunity to share his craziest views on a platform the other one just took the most conservative picks possible I, one of them wasn't even about football this they're all about football oh, i'm no. football it's all football no, all right the last one's all not right. football so Mike's, well, we'll do this. I'll tell you his one. So his first one that he said was that Marcus Mariota, the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, the number two overall pick, the 2015 NFL draft, could have been an eagle in a, in a different universe. In a different world. <laughs> he said that Marcus Mariota was going to be an MVP candidate. Mike, how's that held up? Um, You know, not the best. Not no. I think it has. Say to, so. I think it has to do with him missing those two games early on in the season. Really kind of threw off his chemistry. Um, also, I kind of built this argument on the back of an upgraded wide receiver core, and Corey Davis got injured week two? one. Week two, he played. He hasn't played. He played his first last game back weeks. last two weeks. Um, you know, so much like a lot of things that I predicted, uh, injury bug got got the best of them. Sure. Um, I, you I know, still they, I stand by. It. It's not that bad. It wasn't that outlandish. Yeah, I mean, when it, when has Marcus Mariota ever performed at you know that MVP level? The team has won games. They're probably a playoff team. Big game against the Steelers. They will be a playoff team. Yeah, right? they should like be. I predicted. They should be a playoff team. But I mean, there's a and it's funny because there's a lot of guys who have leapfrogged Mariota in that quarterback conversation, in my opinion, this year. Um, and him and Jameis, same draft class, have both. I don't know about Mariota taking a step back, um, but definitely have not elevated their game in year three. I'm like you, I think that seen. injury was a big deal. Um, Michael's Michael's first one was you know kind of bland. Um, which one? This one. Uh, that Deshaun Watson will be the new Dak. I nailed that, that. one's not bland. Sorry, I, I thought we were doing a different one first. I but, nailed that. That is on. I actually I, underestimated Deshaun I, Watson. Um, I, I am going to just, you know, give you credit for this one. Thank you. you. I appreciate job. it. You did a good job. And he wasn't even starting when I said that. Yeah. I, I, that was your I gave right. him flack for that. And but, I mean, I, that was got lucky st- Tom Savage didn't play up Here, to the level I thought he was going to. Here's the thing. Both were number four. Both first names start with D. Lots similar, of similarities. Similar style of play. Electric players. Um, and, and Deshaun Watson, honestly, with 
he's got weapons, uh, Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins, okay running game, but he Lamar was Miller's a good really good until guy. he got injured. I know we were upset when he when he got hurt, but yeah, nailed that, so can chalk one up in my column. Thank you. I appreciate the applause. Anytime I can. Um, so your next one that we're going to talk about is that Jadavian Clowney was going to lead the NFL in sacks. Will, I don't know who's leading the NFL in sacks, but I can tell you it is not Jadavian Clowney. So again, um, I'm going to de- default to the injury bug. If you go back and listen to my to my rationale, I, I pretty much say that J.J. Watt and, and Whitney Merciless will um, – will be the reason he would lead the NFL in sacks. And, you know, fast forward two weeks, and they're both out with injuries. So I don't think that's my fault. Yeah, so, Will, you got the stat update for Yeah, us? so Demarcus Lawrence, defensive end from Dallas, leads the what? NFL in sacks with 11 and a half. Find me, and, yeah, find me Jadavion. He's got to hit the search here. Uh, yikes. Clowney sitting at six. Tied for 17th. In All the right, state. but now imagine J.J. Watt's there. Wrong. No, it's Just not wrong. wrong. It's, I, I mean, mean it's, it's a tough I mean, break, but, like, that's a, tough a line break, but like, That's, like, that's just, like, the injury bug. Cause my, he my, hasn't been injured. But but my basis for the prediction was that the players around him will make him better. Yeah, it's not unfair, but... No, it, okay. is, it is not unfair. It's true. Okay. Now we'll go to the bland pick that Mike had. Um, yeah, Mike said it'll be the year of the running back. Huh, how hard was that? I mean, David Johnson's been injured, and it's still been the year of the running back. I forget which article um, I read, but I did see something that's like, oh, the three-down running back is like an actual thing again in the NFL. You're welcome. Um, I nailed that one, too, before it happened. So we got Kareem Hunt, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, obviously, when he's not suspended. David Johnson would be that kind of guy. We're seeing it around the league. Um, Fournette's been that kind of player. Dalvin Cook was that Cook, kind of guy. There was a lot of new blood that was coming in that was going to fulfill those shoes. Saquon Barkley's going to do an excellent job for whoever drafts him next year. Um, I think we're kind of getting back to that time where teams really kind of value that workhorse running back. This will be the third year in a row, stamp this, that a running back goes in the top five because we went Zeke and then we went Fournette both at four, and, and Saquon's, Saquon's going to be in the top five. going to be top three, I think. Yeah, so I think it's back. It's back to being a valued position. Saw it the last couple of years, and it's really become a big thing this year. All right, next one for you, Mike. Um, we're going to go with your boy, Landon Collins, would be the defensive player of the year in the NFL. I don't think anyone on the Giants is winning any anything of the year except for worse. So, um, just kind of speak to this one. I was expecting the Landon Collins to take a step forward, and if you had watched his play in, in year two, you would have agreed with me. Um, anybody would have agreed with me. I, I bet all of you listening along were like, yeah, that's a good pick. I agree with him. Um, and, Safeties don't win that award. And but. sometimes, uh, last, last question was Troy Polamalu and Landon Collins had better stats than Troy Polamalu last year. So, um, I was wrong. I don't know what else you want me to say. <laughs> he's just an overrated player a little he's bit. He's not overrated. Yeah, just a little bit. He's not overrated. All right, he's, not, he's not overrated. I mean, Giants, so, great player there. 11-1 win. Oh yeah, really? It's all Landon Collins. It's not his yeah. fault, but it's I mean, what, yeah, let's blame, do something. Blame, I mean, you're blame, yeah, blame great me. leader. Your team quit on your coach. I mean, all that stuff. Yeah, good that's, job. Oh, Landon. that's all Landon Collins' fault. It's not not his fault. You're really gonna blame all of this on I'm Landon? Not, Collins? You're gonna no, blame, that's I'm not. Ridiculous. I'm just you're saying. I'm saying you, this. Yes, oh, you you're so homer. You said an NBA an MVP defensive player of the year candidates on the worst, like the second worst team in the NFL that nobody predicted. Fair. Okay. So. I just thought I was like revving him a little bit at the Giants. It's, it's a good year. Oh, I hate you. Um, so your pick 
I don't know if I agree that this one is a success, but the tank is is transferring from NBA to NFL. I don't really know, you know, if that's true. But I, what do you got? I would not call it a success, but I will just it's not a success, but I couldn't be happier with how it played out because Mike's very own New York Giants, if any team, if you were to do a ranking of any team like actively trying to lose, it is his New York Giants at 1 in 8. One and eight. They lost the 49ers. This That's past a good week. loss now. That's I, a good loss. Exactly. Look, he's embracing the tank as a Giants fan. He wants. So I, I may not have been right. I, I you know, the uh, just the just Niners, the Niners traded. But no, the I, excitement in his voice is kind of saddening. Isn't I, it? I just he has such little to get excited about in his life who, that he needs to be excited about my hardships. I mean, that's that's true. With <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that I said this, and it's been generally wrong. But that the one team that's really trying to lose games is your very own New York Giants. You thought we're going to the Super Bowl this year, or we're getting close to it. It's fantastic. So I'll take that any day of the week. Moving on. Um, another, we, all we have on Mike's side of this are duds. <laughs> the next one, Aaron Donald <laughs> will not play until week 10. Okay, so. When did Aaron Donald come back? <laughs> he came back in week two. I was a little off, alright? But the reasoning was there. The dude wanted more money, and, and the best way to get more money is by not playing. So, alright, let's bring it back here, guys. Let's bring it back. Aaron, the logic made sense behind the pick. Aaron Donald hated the Rams. They were, nobody expected them to be good. I was predicting the Rams to be 4-14. That's why I predicted this. They wouldn't be winning games. Aaron Donald wouldn't want to risk his, you know, his ass out there for, for the team that sucked. But now they're 7-2. It's unbelievable. I can't get a freaking pick right. <laughs> you know how demoralizing this is? This is this is sad. I mean, the next one's also horrendous. <laughs> so stay tuned, you know. You don't remember it. All right, Mike. Hit me with my fourth one. Uh, chill out on Derek Carr. Also medium. Not too medium. hot. Not too cold. Better than one. Aaron Donald and Landon <laughs> Collins and Clown. You know, they started out two and four. I think maybe even worse than that. And they, I mean, he played the game of his season Thursday night against Kansas City to keep them alive. I was very impressed with that game. They went to Miami. They've won that. They've kind of repositioned themselves in the hunt. But I'll be honest. He was in that. Oh, let's, he's brought he's, himself back. Though. He's gonna take that leap from you know playoff team last year to MVP. Rogers, Brady, Breeze hasn't been Derek Carr. It is not. He's been chilled on a little bit because I Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott got to get my guys, especially Carson my guys. Wentz, yeah, got to get them. They've eclipsed Derek Carr. So. I, I don't know if you can say that uh, they've eclipsed him this year. Yeah, that's true. He's like, got we- better weapons than they do. I mean, where's Amari Cooper? Bit Amari Cooper sucks. Drops every, drops every ball that's thrown to him. I mean, is, is he not better than Des Bryant and now Sean? Going I do not think he. I would I take Des Bryant over Mark Cooper. That was a stupid comment. I would not take Des. I Bryan would take all hundred percent of the. Will, Will shaking his head. Oh yeah, Des all day. Yeah, hey there yeah. as well. Yeah, bad tiebreaker. All right, I, I don't think I missed that one though. All I right, you, last one. one. Mike writes. So here's the thing. Mike writes this article for the website. Check it out. That about, was going to be my reasoning behind this. Yeah, that. Tyreek, that wide receivers in the combine, I kind of blew it there. They they fail like when you <laughs> when you base things off of their speed, they're over they're overrated. <laughs> Here comes Tyreek Hill. Mike says he's gonna be a bad player this year. How's Tyreek Hill been for you? 
He's exactly what I thought he was going to be, but just a little bit more. Just way he's better. A, he's a long ball hitter. But he just hits every game. He just somehow hits every game. I was I was right in my 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 conception of the idea that he would not be that good just because he relies on the long ball so much. But, you know, Alex freaking Smith decided to play like a freaking MVP MVP. and just tear my... Doesn't he ever think about, like, me and, like, my (laughs) predictions? But no, he's just got to go out there and play like an MVP. And, you know, now I'm sitting here arguing to you about why I still think Tyreek Hill isn't that good. But he's he's good. But he's he's, good. He's good. So So, uh, Mike went 0 for 5. In short, 0 for 5. So It was a good 0 for 5, though. It's about as good as an 0 for 5 you can get. Um, And, yeah, this is the one I brought up at the beginning. Yeah, Mike this is really not made, bland. This Mike, is not bland. Mike really made four NFL predictions in one league of announcers predictions. Yeah, Tony Romo would be a great candidate in the booth. I disagreed at first. You know, I said he's awkward. He's an awkward guy. I haven't watched <laughs> any of his press conferences. I was uninformed. And he's not awkward. He's a freaking god in the booth. What can I say? When you have faith and objective faith in guys. Like I had in Tony Romo, love the guy. Even as when he's a quarterback of the Cowboys, I was I liked him. You just you just knew. You just had to have known. Excellent pick by me. I even had I, I cautioned. I was like, yeah, give the guy a couple of weeks. He's got to warm up. You know, it's out of the gate. This guy is the number one color commentator in sports. Another guy who I really like is as a TV analyst, Alex Rodriguez. Objectively, just a big fan. I nailed it. What can I say, Romo? Excellent. I something, love watching the Romo game every week. Something that I forgot, you know, to take into account in my arguments here is that Mike knows everything. So I, you know, I mean, I don't, know, I don't even know why it was, you know, worth having a a, a, I, a, these, a section about this because Mike knows everything. So. I that's not. I mean, it's not true. But the thing is, I I just I swept I swept you in this. Your best, just I just swept you. I mean, we should have done an NBA one. I don't know why we didn't do an NBA one. I get yeah. That. Why didn't I do, we do? That. I do good on that one. I that, that's we should do that for every sport that we, we should, care about. Yeah, we should. Which is that. all. Which is all. But baseball and soccer. Now you, now you guys kind of see a little glimpse into the brainstorming process that is the SBS Sports Talk Show. Okay. So let's move on to the All Two Sixty Seven, where even here I'm, you know, just blowing up. Can't, it's unbelievable. Can't get anything right. Uh, I've taken a four-game lead. Um, what, there's six, seven weeks left in the season. Makeable. Um, I, I, I have said it two weeks in a row. I will go 11 and four this week. I don't even know how many games there are. There's less than that. There's a lot of bye weeks this week. Six. I so. will go 11 and two. Mike will go eight and eight. We have the same picks. We have three off. That's why I said okay. 11 and two. Okay. Oh, he can't he go was... eight, and eight, eight and five. And I will make three games back. Book it. And you still would be losing. Um, let's just use the all 267 to talk about last week. Obviously, the the headlining game, uh, because the Philadelphia Eagles were not on otherwise, that is always the headlining game, yep. um, was the Dallas Cowboys at the Atlanta Falcons. No Tyron Smith, no Ezekiel Elliott. Sean Lee gets injured. D- Dallas, bad. They can't, without, they can't play without Sean Lee. Now, let me say this. Now, let me say this. Do you know where I'm going with this? You're going to say the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. No, no, I don't even. Th- this is bigger picture than that. So, I just said Tyron Smith, Zeke, yada, yada, yada. Jason Peters, Hall of Fame left tackle, out for the season. Jordan Hicks, captain of the Eagles defense, middle linebacker. Darren Sproles, third down back. Not a Zeke. You just compared, not a Zeke. You're trying to compare not Darren Zeke. Sproul, Darren we Sproles lose Ezekiel Caleb Elliott. Sturgis. They lose Dan Bailey. Those are the same four injuries. Maybe lean on, you know, Sean Lee and Zeke. Carson Wentz, what does this, this fellow do? Oh, he's 8 and 1. Dak loses to a mediocre team. 27. Didn't even have I mean, a heartbeat in that the, game. The, the, the Eagles have beaten, like, one 
are two teams that are better than the Falcons. Carolina. Washington That's twice fine. at I would at say Washington. that the Falcons are better than the, than the Redskins. Yeah, it's fine. But so we'll be Dallas this week, so okay, it'll come up. So that's the big one. But also, just like generally, what are your reactions to that? Does, is Dallas in big? Dallas trouble? is in shambles. I mean, Zeke that, just accepted his suspension. Zeke, Zeke is so. out for five more games. The dude, you know, you always kind of thought that the, the line played a, played a you know a role, and, and we'll see it a little more. I think when Tyron Smith actually gets back, but I think he helps the line out with his vision. And he's a he is a great player. As much as I don't like the dude, you got to step back and say this this guy's for real. Um, and without Sean Lee, that defense he holds it's unbelievable how one guy can just hold this defense together. But he really does it. More, I mean, he might be one of the most important defensive players in the league for a team. I think it's him and Keekley. Yeah, are the two most like in the Eagles when they beat the Panthers. Keekley got hurt early in the game, and it was oh, I forgot night, about that. It's a night and day difference, and I it's really this it's it's shocking. It's how up. night and day difference it is when Sean Lee gets hurt in the middle of a game, which is often that that's that's, that's valid. That's yeah. the best way to compare it, and it's like they go from like the Dallas should have a bad defense to like holding their own to all of a sudden they're trash like you would expect. It's really but they're in big trouble because they still have the Eagles. They Oakland, which may be a tough game. They're still they got Seattle when Zeke comes back. They got the Redskins on thing uh, after Thanksgiving. They got the Chargers still. Like they got two games against the Giants. One game. Against one game. Them. Oh, one game. Eagles have two games. Yeah. Eagles have two. Yeah, games. we have two. Uh, if they lose two more games, three more, it's over. Like the NFC is top heavy. A lot of hey, not really even is. top heavy. It's just top. Like it's these, a lot of teams up the, there. The, these last seven weeks. Are, are, are six weeks, seven weeks are going to be really, really, really excited. And, you, and I'm going to get to take it all in stress-free. Because your team is sitting at the bottom embracing the tank. Loving it. Yeah, the interesting thing, and this is the real problem that a team like the, the Cowboys and the Falcons and the Seahawks have, is the teams ahead of them, all four of the division leaders, are teams you did not expect to be there. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, the Saints, the Vikings, and the Rams. And those teams look like prime to make the playoffs. Like I don't see any of those teams falling off. And now, so if you consider those four teams in, you're looking at Carolina, Seattle, Atlanta, Dallas, and even throw Detroit in there. Um, I think they're yeah, similar record, maybe a game behind uh, Seattle. But those are all like that's two playoff spots for that group of teams. You got to think Carolina and then Green that. and Green Bay too. Like if Green Bay was, if Aaron Rodgers was healthy, that would just be another peg because yeah. they were probably well. Carolina's be, seven and three now. They got seven and three. They got their bye week this week, so they're seven and three. That's good. And they're on the hot seat because yeah. I mean the Saints. I mean all those teams at seven and two, the Rams and the Saints and the Vikings. Like maybe they could, but like it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I mean it really doesn't. So it's going to be a great race down the stretch. Meanwhile, in the AFC. It, it, You're just I looking don't for contenders I don't know. for that wild card spot. I, I don't know. Yeah, really. It's like a search because yeah. you have, you know, you okay. have the Jaguars and Titans are both six and three. Looks like they'll both get in as division winner and wild card. But then who wants to be the six seed? The the uh, the Bills are gone. The Bills are five. Are they Taylor. five and four? I yeah, think they are five and four. And they're they the only five. And they bench their starting quarterback. They're the only five win team in the AFC. Everyone else is four and five or yeah. whatever they are at this point. And I mean. I, Nobody who wants, wants it. it. Who wants it? I don't it? think anybody does. Who, who's going to compete for it? That's the end of the day. Who's like I? I just don't know which team is going to be able to compete for this position, this spot in the playoffs. And it's really like it's not going to be the Bills. Could it be the Ravens? The Ravens yeah, probably the Raiders. Is who the, it is. I mean, the Raiders are going to sneak but into the playoffs. The Raiders they got to play the Cowboys still. They got to play the Patriots this week. They got to go to Philadelphia at the end of the season. Like. That's a lot of losses there. Yeah, it's if they lose those three games, they're an eight and eight team. I don't think. Right, but I think an eight and eight team could make this. Oh man, uh, the six seed. Maybe. All right. Well, 
that'll do it for uh, a little bit of a loony version of the show. We had a, we had a good time out here tonight. Um, so yeah, we are going to try our very best, call it likely, probable, that we're going to get an episode out next week for we'll see, before yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a busy holiday for the Popper family. Um, but thanks for listening, guys. As always, um, Will, take us away. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.